Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to She Got Next, episode two. I can't believe we're already on our second episode. I'm so excited. There's a lot that's been going on. The seniors have been killing it, putting up crazy numbers. We just had the WNBA lottery. So much to talk about. And I'm joined by Dallas, of course. Dallas, how are you? What's up, Maya? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Doing wonderful. Have you been able to catch some of the games recently? Yes, I have caught a couple of the games. Um, been watching LSU since Angel's been back. It's been very fun to watch that. Um, Texas. Texas has been very, very fun to watch as well. So I'm pretty excited for today's episode. All right. So let's just dive straight into it. So the WNBA lottery just passed. And essentially, they found out the order for the draft. So first is the Indiana Fever. Second is the Los Angeles Sparks. Third is the Phoenix Mercury. Then fourth is the Seattle Storm. As soon as this happened, all of WNBA Twitter was chatting because the Indiana Fever getting the first place for for the second year in a row. Last year, they got Aaliyah Boston. We don't actually know who they're going to draft next year. Like Everybody's like, oh, my God, they're going to get – in your name here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but we don't really know what's happening. But I'm going to ask you, Dallas, you think that means the fever is going to get Caitlin, basically? I think it's a lock that they get Caitlin Clark. Um, just because if you don't get Caitlin Clark, that's basically you're saying you're getting Paige backers. Why would you get Paige over Caitlin? No shade to Paige, but Caitlin is the number one pick. Uh, because all the rest of the top picks are bigs, you know, forwards uh, or centers. So it's like uh, the Fever have Boston and Niaja Smith already. They have two bigs that are dominant. They mm-hmm. don't need another big. And what the Fever were missing last year was perimeter offense, three-point shooting, things like that. The paint was very clogged up with the two bigs. Uh, Kalen Clark, I feel like, can make them a real competitor um, a playoff team, maybe a championship team, depending on how she converts to the uh, WNBA because those two bigs are dominant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that duo would actually be insane just because we used to watch them play against each other. You know, Caitlin knocked Aaliyah's team out last year out of the championship game. They didn't even make it, so they were in the Final Four. They knocked them out. We were so used to seeing South Carolina win and – for Caitlin to kind of stand in their way. And then for her to now potentially be teammates with Aaliyah would be insane. I think for Aaliyah's career, it's been amazing to see her transition from college into the W because it was, it was smooth, you know, like it never seemed like, Oh, she's struggling or she's having a hard time. She really went in there and she, she did her thing. And obviously she was a unanimous rookie of the year. So to have her and then Caitlin combined, it would be pretty big for the Fever, for sure. In this mock draft, you would put Caitlin as number one. Yes. No yeah. questions asked. 
No question <laughs> asked. It, it would be Caitlyn. The only reason I think it wouldn't be her is because she still can return to college for the 2024-2025 season. So it's really up to Caitlyn to decide, like, do I feel like going number one this year or do I want to stay in college, keep getting these NIL deals, keep performing well, putting on for the state of Iowa? I think a lot of it depends on how her team's performed this year if they do get that national championship ring what do you think about their odds for that oh uh, i don't think they're gonna win <laughs> uh it's just because when it, when it comes down to the thick of things those other teams are just so big and so much more athletic than iowa uh it's, it's gonna be hard for her to have a performance after performance after performance after performance as she goes against those top three top four schools uh, it's it's gonna be a lot. I mean, it would have to be like one of those most miraculous performances in the NCAA history. Forty points here, ten threes here, triple double here. It would have to be like literally superhuman performances for them to win. I think the way that you just described it was great because you said for her to go up against that those teams, for Caitlin to go up against those teams. That's kind of the narrative with the Iowa team. They really rely heavy on Caitlin. So if they were to really make a run in the March Madness tournament, it's like a lot of it would be based off of that one person. So I think throughout this season, they would need to sort of lean off of her a little bit, even though she does have the Steph Curry effect. She is going to drop 30, 35, 40 points, but you still need other players to perform, to put up 15, 17, to get rebounds, you know? So to your point, they could go far, but if they really were to win a championship, she would need for her other teammates to step up. Yeah, and that's and that's the other reason why I think she's definitely gone this year. I feel like another key part of why she's going to leave this year is it's not often that you get to go to a good situation. Next year, you're not promised that you're going to go to a team that has uh, Leah Boss and Niaja Smith mm-hmm. already on the roster where you got two bigs where our really, really dominant in physical presences uh, like those two bigs. So it's like, what better situation could you ask for than any other fever being mm-hmm. a guard going into that? It's so much stress relieved off of you because you have to double both of those big girls down there. And now Kaylin Clark is going to be the first time this weight is lifted off her shoulder like this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think she's gone. She's so happy the fever got that pick. You said that with the fever, if they didn't pick Caitlin, it means that they're picking Paige. Does that mean that in your mock draft you have Paige going as number two? No, it doesn't mean uh, I have Paige going number two because I feel like the draft is really need-based. I feel like that the Sparks uh, backcourt is pretty okay. Uh, their problem is kind of with the bigs. Uh, they could use a big. Azure Stevens is solid for them, uh, but I don't think she's like a, a championship front court player. That make any sense? Yeah, I know she was a good player for the Sky. She blocks shots. She can stretch the floor of the three. But I feel like you in the draft, it's a lot of bigs. Mm-hmm. It's about three or four, maybe even five bigs that can really change the NBA roster. So, that can all go top five. There's like three that can go top five. Exactly. So, I mean, you already got Zaya Cookie in L.A., Jasmine Thomas, Carterone, mm-hmm. Carly Samuelson. Um, I don't think you really need another guard 
in Jordan, Canada as well. So they need to get like a wing or a big. And I, I think the big would be the best for them. Um, so I think Brink would be the next best pick for them. Uh, she's amazing. She can put the ball on the ground. She can play out the post. Mm-hmm. And she's very unselfish uh, with that Stanford team as well. My girl, Cam, I absolutely adore Cameron Brink. I love everything that she's been able to do at Stanford. She is a big, first of all, like everything that she does, she is out there. She doesn't play games at all. She handles business. But I really did appreciate the fact that she just almost broke the record for consecutive free throws made because it shows how versatile she is and that she's working on her game. So she doesn't fall into the stereotypes of like, oh, like a bigs can't drain a three. Bigs can't shoot free throws. Like she really is working on her craft day in, day out. And it shows. It shows in the numbers. I would choose Cameron Brink second as well. Right now, Cam is averaging 18 points, almost 12 rebounds, three blocks. She goes out there. She handles business. Cam also has another year of eligibility. And I think the only reason why it's like she doesn't really have to say because she already has a national championship under her belt. So I don't think she would stay in an effort to win another because since she has one, I feel like she'll probably just go to the league. That's a very good point. Um, Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Like, what are you staying for again? Because, I mean, I think basketball players in the back of their head, they know who the best team is every year when things go out. I know as an athlete and as a competitor, you always think you can win, but you know going out there like this team is better than us 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 maybe we can be better than them on this night but i know that they're better than us do i want to stick around another year and to have the same disappointment and the hope of winning or am i ready to go to the next level i've been in college x amount of years i already got a ring what else am i doing this for like I, I've done what I needed to do here. It's time for me to go to the next level and start achieving my new goals. So I, I, I do think that that point that you just made is the reason that she will leave this year. Third is the Phoenix Mercury. Ooh. They didn't really have as big of a year this past season, I would say, as they hoped. Um, it was definitely exciting to see BG back, but I don't think they made the playoffs. No, nah, they didn't. It's a lot going on there. Uh, mm-hmm. The Mercury, I think what they need on their team is, first of all, they need everyone to play. I mean, they missed Tarashi for some points last year. Mm-hmm. They missed uh, Skylar Diggins for almost the whole year. I, I don't think Skylar Diggins played a game last year, honestly. Uh, I don't think she's going to be on their roster this year. Yeah, yeah, they missed a lot of guard play last year. Um, mm-hmm. And it just was a down year for them. Uh, they have bigs. They got Brianna Turner plays tons of defense. Brittany Griner, we already know who our BG is. And then Megan Gustafon, she was amazing for them last year coming off the bench. She, I mean, she was in double digits, rebounding multiple games, double digit points, multiple games off the bench. And it got to a point where she was actually splitting minutes with Brittany Griner. Like, they were fine with sitting Brittany down and giving Brittany about 18 minutes a game and giving Gustafson 12 minutes a game. That's almost an even split with a superstar player. So they they are very, very high on Gustafson. Uh, so they don't need to add another member to their front court. So that's where Paige drops to, to Phoenix Mercury because she's the next best guard in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, I mean, it's either... 
Page or I think maybe a small forward, but I, I just think Page is the right fit there. Or Aaliyah Edwards. Uh, no, because uh, she no. can dribble and shoot a little bit. Huh? No, I think probably Paige before Aaliyah. Um, Paige, though, I'm not really sure I see her going into this draft class. Just because Paige hasn't really had a fire season yet. Her freshman year, obviously, she went out. She did what she needed to do. She got all the accolades, you know, athlete of the year. But I think we're all still waiting for that Paige breakout moment, um, especially, like, for her to get injured and then have the comeback but then get injured again. You miss two consecutive seasons. We want to see her really pop off. So I think this season, once her and AZ were both back, but then now AZ's gone, some of their other teammates are getting injured, we're probably not going to see UConn go that far. So I don't know if Paige is going to this draft class. I feel like she might stay another year just to continue to work on her game, but also kind of give the UConn fans what they've been missing for these past two seasons. So basically, I'm trying to put myself in Paige's shoes and as a fan of the game and just like, for instance, if I was a, going in the NBA and I had the chance to play with Kobe Bryant in his last couple of years, would I, and the team that was going to draft me had Kobe, would mm-hmm. I be inclined to go? Because it's Kobe Bryant. I get to learn from one of the greatest ever. Diana Taurasi is still on the Mercury roster. She only, she signed for two more years. At that point in time, you could learn from Diana Taurasi. You could be on the same roster as Diana Taurasi. I feel like that's a big motivation to make me want to go to a team because I get to learn from one of the GOATs. Um, I, I think I think that might be something that will push Paige into the WNBA. I'm not sure, but I'm just saying if it was me, I think that would be enough. Yeah, you made a good point, especially because DT is turning 42. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, she might not have that much time left. So it, it would be smart. So number four, we got Seattle Storm as they rebuild from Sue and Stewie leaving. That's an interesting fourth pick because I feel like they have enough on their roster where they're not that far from being a real competitor again because Jewel Lloyd decided to stay. That mm-hmm. was huge for them. Jewel Lloyd is a top five player in the WNBA, a top two scorer, maybe three scorer in the WNBA, if not one. She led the league in scoring last year, so I guess she's number one, right? Uh, but, I mean, Jewel Lloyd, all you got to do is put two two pieces around her and you're right back in the championship race again um you see stewie just left and that's what dropped him out um jewel lloyd is amazing she's probably one of my favorite WNBA players so if you can put the right pieces around her in this draft you get one player this year get a trade seattle might be right back right back competing for championships that's a good point jewel she she works magic out there for sure and the work she was able to do with stewie I feel like helped Stewie kind of become a better player to an extent. So I feel like with this fourth pick, they probably should draft a bigger player. They can have someone to pair with Jewel. And so if I'm going big, 
We already got Cameron out. If I'm going big, I think the second best big is Camilla Cordozo out of SC. I absolutely love her. I've been saying for years I think she's underrated and that I couldn't wait for her to really get her minutes at South Carolina. And so, of course, Aaliyah was out there. She was doing her thing. But now that Aaliyah's gone, Camilla has had to step into that role, and she doesn't disappoint. When she was at Syracuse, she was ranking up accolades of like freshman of the year and defensive player of the year, doing great things out there. Once she got to SC, she didn't really play as many minutes, which made sense though, just because she had just got there. But now that she's there, she's averaging almost 15 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks. So it's always fun to watch her. And now we're getting to see more of her. And I feel like it would be fire to see more of her in Seattle with Jewel. Yeah, I mean, and then it wouldn't just be with Jewel, I don't think, uh, in that Seattle team. Uh, we got to remember, they just got Gabby Williams last year. Gabby only played half of the year, but she had to play overseas. She had to finish her contract there. So she came halfway back through the season. She only played 10 games. She started eight of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely feel like the Storm are not really that far away from being competitive again, as their record says. They went 11-29 last year, fifth in the Western Conference. But they also have Ezzy as a big. Ezzy can stretch the floor a little bit now. She shot 38% from the three-point line last year. She shot a higher percentage than Jewel Lloyd. Yes, she didn't take as many as Jewel, but she literally shot the highest three-point percentage in on the Seattle Storm last year. And so now you have Cardozo that can be in the paint. Ezzy can stretch the floor, but they both can block shots. And Ezzy also can move her feet and pick and roll. And you got Jordan Houston. Jordan Houston played great minutes for them last year. She created so much energy at guard, and she rebounded like she was a big at guard. You got Kia Nurse over there. You got Russell over there. Like, that team is not bad. They're they're two players away from really, really, really competing, uh, especially in that Western Conference. They were five last year with all that stuff going on. Uh, I think you get the right big, like you said, they're right back in the fix of thing as well because Jewel Lloyd is going to light that fire under everyone on that team. Like you said, with uh, how she did, she helped Brianna Stewart. I think that's what she did for Brianna. She lit the fire under her. She's such a fiery competitor being from uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that's just how our basketball is. Illinois' basketball is just full of passion and fire and grit and grind, and we just Intense. play so hard. Yeah. So do you think, would you put Camilla as four? Yes, I agree. Yeah. So last year, she was the SEC sixth woman of the year. Now she's not a sixth woman at all. She's starting. Um, I think she also has a year of eligibility if she wanted to come back. But if I was her, I would stay with SC for now, obviously. Get that ring and then go. Yeah, yeah. Get the ring, you go. You don't win, maybe you you debate on coming back or not, but you win, you go. We could just do the top five. Number five pick is going to be the Dallas Wings. Mm. Who do you think <laughs> would fit on their team? Dallas Wings is tough because their team is so, like, a little bit everywhere. You know, they got, they got Enrique, who just jacks up all the shots. They got Sabali. She's amazing. But it's like, I don't think it's, 
yeah, I don't I don't feel like it's enough basketballs to go around uh there. So they would have to get someone that's very unselfish. Uh, uh it's tough to find a player to fit there. Like, cause I don't really know. They got they got the big girl, Tierra McCowan. They got two huge women. They got two girls that are six six. They got Kalani <laughs> Brown and McCowan. So they have two women that are six six, so they don't need a big. Um Enrique. She's so ball dominant. She can't play with another guard. Sabali, she's not selfish, but you know, ah, I, I guess a, a power forward. They they might need a four, maybe a four. Ah, and then you could kind of pick and choose which four you want. I mean, I personally like Angel Reese. I feel like oh, Angel Reese. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a mix up, you know. Most people don't have Angel Reese going in the top five, you know. I mm-hmm. feel like Angel will be a great fit there because of her passion, um, and just her how she plays basketball, so physical mm-hmm. uh, at the four with one of those bigs. And I feel like Angel can also pass the ball, uh, high low with either one of those bigs, either Brown or McCowan with Angel Reese. I see that can be something very very. Uh, useful for the Dallas Wings. Um, she can set hard screens. She can roll. She can catch it on the roll with Sabali or Enrique. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I feel like Angel Reese would be a pretty good fit there. Um, That's a good option for sure. They didn't have Angel going that high. They had her at like seven or eight. I think the further along we go in this season, it'll kind of determine Angel's rank just because she did miss a couple of games. Now she's back. She's been performing well, though, since she's been back. But when you said power forward for Dallas, I was more so thinking maybe Rakia Jackson out of Tennessee from the Lady Vols. I was thinking her just because she is consistently performing very well each year as she leads her team uh, throughout the tournament. The only thing that would maybe – put her lower is just her health sometimes like she she was missing a couple of games um which kind of is important the year that you're declaring for the draft possibly uh but but if it wouldn't be Rakia I was also thinking Aaliyah Edwards out of UConn because last year she was their backbone you know like with Paige out with AZ out Aaliyah was really out there. She was shining. She averages like 16 points. She puts up like seven rebounds. So, and she shoots well. So I was thinking more so Aaliyah Edwards, just because she's been able to prove herself and lead her team when some of their stars were out. But you might, you might have it with Angel Reese. That's a good one. Yeah. Like you said, uh, I I feel like the rest of the year will really tell Uh, Angel Reese we have to improve our shooting and a couple more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's a chance that the attitudes might clash in Dallas. So we got to watch out for that as well. Uh, Enrique is an attitude problem. Uh, and Angel might be an attitude problem. But yeah, sometimes those might work out perfectly or they might clash. So that's that's a thing. Um, but it might end up being something very beautiful. So we got to wait till the rest of the year plays out to really see. She, also, um, though, she said, I'm in no rush to go to the WNBA. She said the money I'm making right now with the NIL deals, I'm really chilling. So I wouldn't count too much on Angel to declare just because she said it out of her mouth. Like, yeah, I'm kind of okay with where I am now. 
Exactly. Yeah, that's another big thing. The uh the money that Angel's making is pretty ridiculous. So <laughs> I don't think she's in a rush to go to the WNBA either. Yeah, so but like you said, we just gotta wait and see. All right, so that was our top five of our mock draft, just running through some of the seniors this year who might go, might stay. Um, but it's almost too early to know, for real. The draft isn't until April 15th, so we have a long time until they even declare or probably think about declaring. But Dallas, there's a couple of games that are out today. You are a sports betting expert. So can you give our audience a free pick? Um. Okay, so for today, I've been looking at the college basketball slate. It's about four or five games I like. If I had to pick one, I think it would be Marquette. Uh, they're playing Providence. I think Providence is having a pretty down year. Uh, Marquette already has wins over Illinois, UCLA, Kansas, and Texas. Uh, the Golden Eagles are already battle-tested, playing a Providence team that really hasn't played too much good competition. Um, Marquette also ranks eighth in the nation in two-point shooting percentage. While Providence have played well on the defensive end, they only beat weak teams, you know? So mm -hmm. I think Marquette will force turnovers, be able to score at will, and be able to shoot the three ball because it's going to be so easy for them to penetrate. And they are led by older guards and that are very, very controlled. So I could see Marquette winning that game uh, pretty easy. I don't think it would really be close uh, to the point where you feel like that they can lose the game at really any point. Uh, so, yeah, Marquette already had a letdown spot. I don't see this one being another one. Okay, perfect. I trust your word. You you said you had what a crazy some crazy wins this morning too though, right? What happened yeah. this morning with your bets? Oh yeah, I'm up like eleven grand. Uh, luckily, uh, <laughs> little college basketball. So calm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sanford, Sanford against Valpo. I won that game. Uh, mm -hmm. I took Sanford by minus eight. They end up winning by nineteen. Wow. Uh, and then. I took some EuroLeague basketball as well, so it worked out. Marco Bellinelli came through for me, so pretty cool. Uh, so we're just waiting for these night games to come on, to watch some NBA basketball, college basketball, and we're waiting for 7.30 for that Marquette game. So you got plenty of time to get that bet in if anyone wants to. Yeah, I'm about to get my popcorn ready for this South Carolina game tonight. They're going to win. They always win, but there's so many – Showtime-worthy big moments in the game, ready to see what Malaysia and them crank out. So thank you, Dallas, for joining me today. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you the next episode. One second, Maya. Can we say one more thing? It's a parade in our city tonight. Mr. Morant comes back. 12 is back, Maya. Oh I'm very God. excited to see that. I almost forgot. You ready for his game? Do you think he's dropping 40? I have no clue what that man is going to do. That's what they been on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not going to doubt John Morant in any case. It's on TNT, so it's nationally televised. I mm -hmm. will have my popcorn ready. I mean, John's what the NBA has been missing at the end of the day. He's mm -hmm. one of the most exciting, high-flying point guards ever to see the floor. 
screw this this generation the whole time. It's like we've never seen something like Sean Morant like this. And he's fully rested. He's been practicing, so it's not like he's going to be out of condition. Mm-hmm. It might be a show tonight. Who are they New Orleans. They play oh. New Orleans in New Orleans. So we got high flyers all over the floor. Zion, Ja, Brandon Ingram, mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson. It's showtime. It's showtime. All right, cool. Well, thank you for joining me, Dallas, and I will see you next episode. All right, cool.